Welcome to HOWC Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Bible says in the apostle, uh, in the in, in the prison epistle, writing in prison. Watch this. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, or we could say with gratitude, with thankfulness, let your requests be made known unto God. So you're, suppli- you're, you're in supplication to God for a request, but at the same time, when you're asking Paul in prison, mind you, who could be ungrateful and upset with a bobbin, with his pen or quill, but with thanksgiving. Lord, I know it's tough. Come on, church. This is what it is. This is what it means. Come on, y'all pay attention. I know everything around me is chaos, but I thank you that you are my peace. I thank you that I can stand in peace no matter how bad my life is right now because I am in you and you are in me. Amen. And here it is, verse 7. This is where we're going, church. And the peace of God, which surpasseth passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. I'm going to say this in layman's terms. And the peace of God which doesn't make any sense. Can I say that? It says, which surpasses, it's beyond all understanding. And the peace of God in your wrecked life right now, when your health is gone, when your wife left you, when your kids hate you, when you don't know how to pay your bills, when everything comes against you, (laughs) you have the peace of God. Why? It shall keep your hearts and minds. What? Through Jesus Christ. Christ. The title of the message this morning is called In His Peace. Simply put, In His Peace. Pray with me and for me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that this is your word and not mine. And every head bowed and eyes closed in this place in agreement by the Spirit of the living God. I pray that the word of the Lord would come forth in the anointing, in the sincerity of your spirit that would pierce our hearts, that would plant the seed of the word. That it will not fall onto thorny or stony ground, but it would fall simply on good ground. That it would take root to grow as a tree planted by streams of living water. Anoint our ears to hear what you are saying to the church. Anoint my lips to speak what you are telling the church, myself included. In the mighty name of Jesus and all that would agree, shout. Amen. 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 So what I talk about, I believe it's somewhat of a connection to last Sunday. I talked about the stillness. The stillness of our devotion to God has to slam on the brakes. And I told y'all then, and I say it again, I am chief among them, to quote the Apostle Paul. I have a very busy schedule. I do. And it's not to brag. In fact, if anything, I have to learn to slam the brakes. I have to take time and and devote time for devotion in stillness that was simply... And I I love the release, church. It's okay to have devotion. I've said this many times. I want to say this to clarify one more time. When you're in your prayer closet... It's okay not to say everything. Isn't that a beautiful release? It takes some pressure off of me, especially as a preacher. i got to say a lot of things. But simply, Brother Will, to just lay back and just do this. With my mind stayed upon the Lord. 
And that's what stillness does. But the result of stillness is what? Pull up title slide. Peace. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about y'all, but there are some days I can use a lot of peace. If y'all ever drive a car, y'all know the dash and the needles and everything. For my wife, I showed her the E and the F. We want the needle to go more to F because one time I had a meeting and I was on the E all the way. And I, when I noticed, I said, oh, man, I'm going to be delayed. I love my wife. I'm just, I said, baby, please fill, fill it up. That said, our needle on the peace meter needs to be as much to the F. I don't know about y'all, but I like my peace meter to be closer to the full than the empty, okay? Amen. There's a lot of reasons the devil can give us to not have peace. But what's great about Scripture and what the Lord teaches us as Christians is, listen, you can still have peace no matter your circumstances. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today about striving for the peace of God because peace there's a purpose and I want to talk to that and not get too ahead of myself it's interesting that the peace of God listen it says shall keep your hearts and your minds that's one of the parts that stood out to me church if just do a quick recap if we pull up Philippians 4 verse 7 on the screen really fast and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds. I don't know about y'all, but a quick plug, pay attention to every word. When you're reading the word of God, there's a reason. God, God has, has instilled his word to be perfect. The Bible says that his word shall not pass away. What you are reading is the very words of God through the Holy Spirit empowering and inscribing into man to write, if that makes sense. It says, shall keep your hearts and your mind through, keywords through Jesus Christ. So what does that say? Let's recap, starting backwards, starting at the end, working our way back. Through Jesus, he will keep your mind. Thank God. We need to be mentally stable. Amen. He will keep our hearts. We need to be emotionally stable. Through Jesus, we find stability in the heart and mind because of God's peace, which makes no sense. really puts perspective on the scripture, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> when you look at it this way. So I wanted to talk to you guys about the two part. We know that the Bible tells us, one, to guard our hearts. According to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So of the two, we're talking about hearts and minds, which we have both. We need to be mentally stable. We need to be emotionally stable. And Proverbs 4.23 says to keep your heart with all diligence because out of it are the, all the issues of life. Brother Wayne came up to me one time, I'll never forget, and he showed me all these heart scriptures. And if you do a deep dive like he did and you'll find what the scripture talks about your heart, basically it destroys all of Disney's theology. If you follow your heart like Disney encourages our, our young people or even us when we were young, you will follow a path of destruction. There's a reason that in the, the conversion process of being born again, the, to quote Isaiah, if I'm not mistaken, but Old Testament prophet, uh, prophet, correct me if I'm wrong, but he says, I will take out your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of... So in other words, church, the heart by nature, without God, apart from it, it is depraved, it is wicked. There is nothing good in it. 
All the issues of our life flow from our heart. It's what I want, what I think, what I feel. God has to do a heart transplant. So he moves in, but he also switches out the heart part. So whenever you move into a house that you bought, there are things you're going to change. The heart is definitely one of them. Keep your heart with all diligence because all the issues of life. So through Jesus Christ, that we will have stability in the heart because God has given us the peace that doesn't make sense. When my mama died, 2011, y'all know the testimony. You know me long enough. She's buried down there. It was a tragic part of my life. And I can give you all the reasons that, that I went through. And all of us in this room have experienced loss without question. So what I'm telling you in my life, you would relate to. Yeah, Pastor, I know what you're talking about because ABC of my life. But that was a very hard part of my life because my, my mom and I did not have the best relationship. I told y'all last Sunday, and part of the reason why, big reason, she worried all the time. She constantly walked, called me, what about this? What about, baby, don't forget, wear your seatbelt. I'm going to pray. Let me anoint the car with oil before you drive off. And as a young kid and a teenager, for sure, and a young adult, I'm like, Mom, stop worrying. <laughs> she worried to the point that I, I will admit I was annoyed. Now, granted, I'm not proud of that. My mom had right reasons for a lot of things that I and my youth well, I'm not a proud of, but when she lost, when she died, I realized that there were so many things that I could have done so much better. Does that make sense? It was a tragedy of my life, and many of y'all have your own, and bear it in your heart. And what I'm trying to tell you is simply this. You can still have peace, no matter how tragic it might be. I want, I want you to hear this, and, and I know it sounds Sunday school. I know it sounds simply, simple, but these are the things we, we need to understand. I don't care what the devil threw at you. If you have Jesus inside, you can still maintain peace. And that is great news, church. That's not a message of, to be hard. That's an, that's an encouragement. Working in a funeral home, we see so much pain and agony. The heart is unstable. The mind is unstable. Tragedy struck and people are in their worst times. Corey works there as well. And you can imagine you're in, you're in the worst of the worst every day you walk in that funeral home. People need peace. People need hope. People need a stayed mind. People need a heart, as the scripture says, that is kept to keep your heart, but you won't find it outside of Jesus, right? Okay, continuing. Number two, to take every thought captive, talking about the mind. It says 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. In fact, if you can, Elizabeth, go ahead and pull it up on the screen. If you don't have your Bibles, I want you to see this. If you have your Bibles, turn there, highlight it if not already. But it says, casting down imaginations. Casting down imaginations. Y'all want to hear what I think of that? Actually, whether you want to hear it or not, you're here and you're listening to me anyway, right? But y'all ever did the... Y'all follow me? Whether you saw something absolutely nasty, something just gross, you're like... Ugh, ugh. I had that picture when I read that, casting down. Because you might say, oh, boom. But it's something about shake that off your mind. No, be it far back. I did not want to see that. Right? Taking that thought captive and casting it down. 
and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to what? The, let's say it together. The obedience of Christ. You're saying that, Paul, well, Paul is, uh, is writing to the church of Corinth telling us to have management, which is what that means. You have management over your mind where you can take this thought and you can put it in a jail cell and cast it away. Or you can have good thoughts and, oh, thank you, Lord, for that word. I needed that. Your mind is a battlefield, the Bible talks about. This is where all of your temptations start. It starts with a thought. The meditation will bring it down to the heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Isn't that wonderful? You can connect all those scriptures to understand the process. So when the devil does this, hey, you see what's happening? You're still praying about that. I don't think God's hearing you. See, take that thought, arrest it, cast it. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, for I am a child of God. The Bible says that he knows his sheep. I am not in willful rebellion. Of course, examine yourself. If you are, then maybe God's not hearing your prayer, right? You have to do that. But if you are truly born again, you would take that thought and rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. You would manage your thoughts. You would manage your mind. And you would allow God to keep your hearts and your mind through Jesus Christ. This means, church, that the peace of God is directly tied to these crucial aspects of Christian living. Your heart and your mind. We could talk about the soul, which is kind of related to it, that as well. But specifically of the soul, your heart and your mind. It's Christian living that is crucial to manage both. And what we read in Philippians 4, 7, it says that those two will by nature be managed when you have the peace of God. So we simply say, Lord, give us your peace. But again, working our way backwards to the very beginning of the point, peace is a result of our stillness, of our devotion, of our Sabbath, of our rest, of when we dedicate time to give God and say, Lord, I need you. God will download the spirit that will give you the peace through your stillness. And that peace will manage your mind and your heart. Amen. And I've always said this, and I want you all to hear this, especially those on YouTube that may not understand this correlation. But very as a matter of fact, without question. Peace that one would have in your in their lives is not might not probably but is a direct reflection of your faith the peace that you will say i have right now let's say someone has that peace if someone is full of the peace they could take a deep breath and they're walking in the un under the 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 peace that surpasses all understanding is because they have faith they believe god through it all don't make me sing that again. I did it last Sunday. I just said it to the sermon last night from Sunday, and I sang it. I'm like, I cut that out. It's not on YouTube. It sounded stupid. I ruined it. It's like, no, I'm not putting that in there. But through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. You see that correlation? You can't have, pe- you can't have faith and not have peace. Because peace is a direct byproduct of the faith that we have.
So you could say that the level of your peace would match the level of your faith. The more I believe and I trust that this is going to happen, why do I need to worry? Why should I be afraid? That's a scripture as well. What need is there to be fearful? Because I trust in God, the rock of my salvation. See? So faith produces peace, which means, listen, that your doubt will produce worry or fear. Fear is a good one. Worry, I say specifically, because it correlates to the opposite of faith. Worry is the opposite of faith. Faith is the opposite of worry. So if we worry, you will have doubt. So if we have, if we have peace, you will have faith. If you have worry, that means you have doubt. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please Him. Therefore, y'all seeing all these connections? Watch. That a person who lives in constant habitual worry is not walking in faith and cannot please God. I love you, church. Speaking of myself, right? We have to say, Lord, I need not worry. This is another scripture. I don't know what book, chapter, verse. Google it. I need not worry. I need not be afraid. What does the scripture talk about in Psalms 91? Neither by the arrow that flieth by day or noontime or... Y'all know that whole... I want to memorize that whole chapter. Y'all, y'all, you know what I'm talking about, brother? Psalms That's what I said. Psalms 91. Uh, for the arrow that flieth by day or there's something that... Pestilence, pestilence in the night. Or noontime or all that. But that is understanding that throughout all those... Throughout all of the judgment and, and the persecution and all that's going wrong, you won't fear. I will not fear. I will not be afraid. So living in God's peace is our goal. But again, I think it's rooted to last Sunday's word about being still. The devil has a greater opportunity. Listen. The devil has a greater opportunity to bring worry in your life to produce doubt or doubt to produce worry when you're always busy. When you don't prioritize the stillness, you cannot have peace. Your body is a wreck. Your mind is torn. Your heart is in all different directions. So we have to prioritize that stillness to get the peace that will be a result of our faith. So Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he, let's say it together, trusteth in thee. When we trust in God, we will have perfect peace. Isn't that what it says? When your mind is stayed on God, because you trust in him. This verse is the scriptural validation to what I had said without question, is that truly faith produces peace. Therefore, peace is the result of our faith. In the same manner that doubt produces worry. If you're not sure if your kids are going to make it home safe, that's called worry and you're doubting their ability to drive home safely. Using an example, right? Amen, Brother Randy? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
Where's that poor Ashley? She's she's doing good now. <laughs> oh, it's Caleb. Oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> poor guys. I'm using y'all as a sermon, you know what I'm saying? Somebody, oh, it gave me, uh, somebody gave me a hat. Uh, it said, uh, be careful what you say around because you might be used in a sermon illustration one day. It's, it's all a bunch of text on a hat. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, amen, amen. But, uh, but that's, again, that point you understand. So we have to understand that doubt produces worry, faith produces peace. Therefore, within, if I'm in living in worry, then that means I'm doubting. Lord, teach me faith. Teach me faith that I can live in peace. Now, once we understand that, we have that obligation to say, God, I can change this through your spirit. <coughs> Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I love to live in peace. And, I, and I'm going to plug this right here, not in my notes, but I want to say this, and this is important. Is that in your life, part of the reason that you don't have the peace that surpasses all understanding, I believe, this is just me saying this, is because I've learned in my life there are things that I'm putting on the plate that God never asked me to do. See, and this goes back to what I always say is that misconception that people say God will never put on you what you cannot bear. Well, you know, sometimes that is the case, so he teaches us faith. You know, in fact, it talked about temptation. He'll never have you go through temptation without a way of escape, which is where they draw that from. But a lot of the times this weight uh, that's this that's pulling down on us emotionally is because we're taking on things that God never asked us to do. Amen. Amen. We need to be mindful of those. That's just a, a freebie right there. So the key is to have your mind stayed on him, right? It says that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in, in thee. So if you trust in God, your mind will naturally stay on God. And when you're stayed, and your mind is stayed on God through trust, you will live in what? Perfect peace. So if you continue in the opener, verses 8 through 9 of Philippians chapter 4, where we stopped in verse 7, that introduced us to a peace that what doesn't make sense, continuing it actually tells you what needs to be on your mind in order to have perfect peace, right? So watch verse 8, chapter 4, book of Philippians. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, that's one. Whatsoever things are honest, that's two. Whatsoever things are just, that's three. Whatsoever things are pure, number four. Number five is whatsoever things are lovely, six. Whatsoever things are of good report, and number seven, whatsoever, uh, if there be any virtue, eight, if there be any praise, let's say it together, think on these things, truth, honesty, justice, purity, love, good report, and virtue, praise. Those are the things that we have to keep in our mind in order to maintain peace. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, watch, do. He did comma, do. Just that two-letter word is the verb, do. So everything that I've taught you, everything that you've learned and received, you heard me talk about. And watch, this is important. What does he say? Seen in me. Now that's one, Lord Jesus, help us on this one. Amen. It's just know what I'm talking about. Because we can preach like I can, and we can read, and we can instruct our children in righteousness and show us the word. But the key part is all of these things they learned from Paul. They received 
what Paul said because they heard him and believed him. But the crucial aspect of Christian living is not just professing, but living. It says that you have seen in me do. And now we're back to it again. Ready? And the God of peace shall be with you. Wow. So what we're seeing so strongly in these verses that we're connecting is, is, is a need to manage our mind. The things that we allow our mind to be consumed with. The things that we think on and meditate. If we learn to think on those things, verses 8 through 9, you will have a managed mind that produces, according to verse 7 of chapter 4, peace. Peace, right? Psalm 119, 165. And this is my close. Great peace have they which love thy law. Mm. And some things will offend you. Okay, most things won't offend you. Nothing. See, now this is where we can all collectively swallow in, in uh, conviction. Ready? One, two, three. It says nothing's going to get you upset. I'm like, all right, God, when I read that verse, I have to stop right there. And I'm just going to ask you, did you really mean that? <laughs> Come on, church. Y'all know how hard it is when you are a human being who is walking with a supernatural God teaching you to crucify the flesh. Being offended is all around you, okay? Your children, mm. I've said it a thousand times. I'm about to take you outside, mm. you know? Whatever. I don't have kids, but I, I see y'all go through it. Praise God, it's y'all not us. Spiritual is a different one as well. <laughs> but yeah, in life, you're going to have opportunity. You know, the wife just doesn't, you got it. You heard it a thousand times. I got you. Or husband, oh Lord, no, I know I can offend my wife very easily because I'm just, you know, I, we all know which buttons, buttons to push for our spouse, right? <laughs> but the Bible says that you can, listen, we can live in a life that nothing will offend you. In a day, nothing shall, right? Nothing shall offend them. So in a day where we live in a society that is all about being offended and victim and oh i'm offended cancel this person pull their their job call the boss and make sure that they lose their job and cancel culture right we live in a generation that is perpetually offended we need to become a generation that is perpetually in peace Amen. now that's the short for youtube <laughs> peace Hallelujah. Going back to the title slide, in his peace. And I wanted to emphasize that as the title because I knew what the Lord was speaking to me. That's why if you notice, just as a graphical uh, symbolism, it's a circle around in, the P, circled around the in, right? Because it's not your peace. In and of myself, Paul says, brothers and sisters, there is some good things. No good things. Apart from God, Danny, 
is wretched, depraved, poor, miserably blind, and naked. Right? So the peace that surpasses all understanding didn't come from me. It came from God. Who is? The, yeah, the Prince of Peace in, in the Bible talks about the Prince of Peace. But the verse that we just read, he's, and the God of peace shall be with you. Y'all know what that, you know what that picture d- describes? Peace is not a, a lack of problems. Peace is a sound mind and heart in the midst of your problems. It's a picture of an umbrella. That when the rain comes down, Hmm, I'm prepared because I got the God of peace with me. Whew. Rain's coming down. You ever been stuck in Walmart parking lot and see people, some people with it and other people are doing this? You're running up to the doors, it's pouring down raining. That's us as Christians. We have that umbrella, the God of peace. It's going to rain on the just and the Therefore, Heart of Worship Church, we're learning the peace of God through stillness and trusting in God with our minds stayed upon Him with a heart that is full of God that we're able to have that peace when, not if, but when it rains. And that's an, that is an encouragement because listen to what I'm telling you and I'm coming to close. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. We might be at the wrong airport, but it's going to rain. Inside joke, sorry. <laughs> Jacob knows exactly what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, what you come from, rich, poor, black, white. It doesn't matter. It's going to rain. The question I'm asking us, myself, do we want the peace? Some people don't mind getting wet. They're, they're, they're you know, just on that meta, staying on that rain metaphor. But I like an umbrella. The righteous have a covering, that's right. And that's what it comes down to. So let's manage our mind, our thoughts. Let's manage our heart and be in His presence still to receive that peace when your mind is stayed on God because we what? We trust in Thee. And another caveat of these collection of verses to the same point of peace is another thing let's not forget because we love His That means, God, I, it, whether my natural mind thinks that makes sense or not, it's irrelevant. My opinions are irrelevant. The fact of God's law, Lord, I love it. So I submit to the law of God in every facet. Standing on the truth of your word. If he said stealing is wrong, stealing is wrong. If he says adultery is wrong, adultery is wrong. If he says homosexuality is a sin homosexuality is a sin and you cannot be a unrepentant homosexual and call yourself a Christian in the same way we cannot be an unrepentant thief and call ourselves a Christian we can't be unrepentant of any sin and call ourselves a Christian we have to repent of our sins we have to be converted amen hallelujah let's live in peace everybody stand up hallelujah Thank you for joining us today. This program was brought to you by HOWC Media Ministries. For more messages like this or information about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.